You're watching Meet the Movie Press. Today we're going to talk about Comic-Con, Magnificent Seven opening Toronto, uh, Born, all kinds of good stuff, and The Decision. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Oh, boy. (laughs) Big show. Oh, my goodness. Is it a big Big show? Big show. Does it get any bigger? It doesn't. Uh, welcome to Meet the Movie Press. I am your host, Jeff Snyder, at the Snyder on Twitter. With me today, very special co-host, Josh Dickey. From Mashable. Entertainment what? editor at Mashable. What's up, boss? JLD Light on Twitter. If you don't know him, find him. Big show today. Lots going on. It's our Comic-Con recap show. Hey, look at this. You were fortunate enough to have been there. He's still rocking that press badge. Hasn't it taken it off all week? It's really starting. The lanyard is starting to irritate my neck a little bit. Yeah. So we're going to be doing that. We've got the decision about... uh, We're going to kick things off with that. And it also... It's our two-year anniversary show. Oh, is that right? Yeah. It, uh, we started on, I think it was August 1st, the day that Guardians of the Galaxy opened that is, in that 2014. Is, that is very cool. I've been on the show a few times. This is my favorite podcast about meeting the movie press. <laughs> I know it is. I watch it every time that I'm on. <laughs> Thank you very much, yeah, Josh. We're, we're, we're glad that you could be here. Simon, guys, is on. Uh, he's on a Simon. He's talking to celebrities and movie stars. Hello, celebrities. Can you can you believe that? He'd rather spend uh, Friday morning with famous people. Is he at the Suicide Squad junket? I, I'm not sure where he oh, is. Oh, he's top very, secret. He's very mysterious. He's like the Jason Bourne of the movie press. <laughs> Simon Thompson. Um, and we will be talking about Bourne. But first, let's just get, let's just get some business out of the way here. All right. So, Josh, I'm really excited to tell you who I'm going to be working for. Oh, my gosh. You got uh, a job. I have been unemployed... For the last two months, maybe two and a half months, you know? That, that must be nice. It's, I would like... It, yeah, it, it wasn't that would bad. Like. It, was, it was time to recharge the batteries, get a beautiful tan, clearly. Uh, <laughs> read some books, watch some NYPD Blue episodes, etc. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to be in a position. I had a, a, a couple different offers. Um, but, uh, you know, there was one that really stood out. And so, you know, I'm very excited to tell you who I'm going to be working for. It's you. Wait, what? Me? Mashable.com? I am going to be the senior film reporter at Mashable starting on Monday. That is just a couple uh, of fun days away. And I am going to be working under my old pal, Josh Dickey, who I've worked with at Variety. Welcome and the board up top. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> a thir- is this a third tour of duty? between? This is. This, for, for I've, I. I've, we've been through a lot Actually, together. Actually, technically, this is four, because we first worked at the rap. And it's very early days. Mm-hmm. Yep. When you were hired, I was still fairly new. Yep. And then I poached you over to Variety. Poached. Yeah. Got straight poached, son. And, and then, um, and then we went back to the. And then we went together. back to the rap. This is. Could this really be a fourth tour? So this is a fourth tour. Oh my god! The fourth times the and charm. You know what? I don't even have a goddamn medal or anything. Well, neither does he, though. Listen. <laughs> Okay, so here's a little bit of backstory, and I won't go too deep into this because it'll bore you to tears, but I have been the entertainment editor at Mashable for about two and a half years. I love working there. It's a terrific place. And the only complaint that I've ever had is that I don't have a movies writer. I've never had a full-time movies writer. You've been the guy. I've been the movies writer, which means I've done a very half-assed job of being the movies writer and an even more half-assed job of being the editor. So... Now, finally, I have someone I can just pass the ball to. Jeff is going to take over all of our movies coverage. 
I'm no longer going to be the chief critic. I'll be just, I'm going to be your second banana in the, yeah. in, in the, uh, <laughs> bullshit be your boss and your second banana no, in the uh, uh in the movies world it's I, gonna be fun i really uh, i i appreciate uh you sticking your neck out for me i think we're gonna have a lot of fun uh i'm excited to sort of spread my wings and fly i'm an eagle baby you are you not gonna let me fly it's a little bit of a different job for we're you outside too. of the yeah we're outside of the trades this is our first time working together outside of the trades i think um you know it's, it's a really interesting time to be in the movie press and i wasn't really ready to let that go. Uh, in fact, I, I think, hopefully, with your blessing, I haven't even pitched this to you yet, but my first my <laughs> Wait, first what? article will sort of be how I saw the summer. Uh, I like you it. You know, as someone Green who, light. Is, who is buying the movie tickets uh, this summer out of my unemployment paychecks, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I was blowing my unemployment on uh, going to see the movies and keeping up with all the summer releases. A civilian and, uh, in the movie's world. How and it was weird a grim, is that? It was a grim summer, so, you know, maybe I'll weigh in with some thoughts on that. But uh, thrilled, thrilled. You are thrilled, and I am so, thrilled. We're just, we're both so thrilled. As <laughs> it's just a thr- it's going to be a thrill again. a minute. Uh, and we are still going to break some news. Like, that could be part of what you do, but you're not, that's not going to be what you do anymore. Yeah, that's not going to um, be your job. I, you know, hopefully that won't be the the focus because um, I'm looking forward to doing some different stuff. Um, but yes, I think that we will be breaking some news from time to time. Uh, so just you know, we'll keep guys like our pals Justin Crow and Boris Kid on their toes. That's yeah, all. That's right. We, that's we don't all. want them to feel completely we, at ease. Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> your thing, guys. Yep. But, but <laughs> we might we might be in your sandbox once yourselves. in a while, fellas. Um and uh, yeah. Anyways, it's been it's been fun watching them compete from the sidelines, uh, and and I think that just generally speaking, the entertainment journalism landscape is going to look a lot different on Monday morning. A lot of people starting different jobs. Uh, Michael Sipley going over to Deadline. That's right. Uh, mo- more things happening as well. So yeah, Mashable. A little bit of a shake. Thumbs up, guys. <laughs> With that, here we go. With that bit of business out of the way, uh, let's talk about Comic-Con. You were there. What stood out? What missed? I was at Comic-Con. First of all, uh, going in, I could not believe that there were two studios. Two studios bringing movies. Now, two major studios. We still had Europa Europa Corp with uh, Valerian, which I thought was very cool. Uh, I was very excited to see the Valerian stuff. I'm always in for a super off the beaten path weirdo space so adventure movie. So it looked movie. good. It looks great. It looks great. So because this is you know what else looks listen, great? What? Jupiter Ascending looked great. Yeah, and John Carter looked like it might have been pretty good too. I actually liked both of those movies quite a bit. That's that's why I love you. God, I God think, bless you. I think that Valerian has a chance at being a lot of fun. It will be entire. I mean, the visuals are super cool. The idea is kind of cool. They're very confident in it because I have just been waiting for this movie to shift its release date. Oh, uh, yeah. Because so it you're away. the same day as Christopher Nolan's movie, Dunkirk. And they're not blinking. They really to... feel like they have something special. Uh, and it sounds like it went over well with it, the Comic-Con. It went crowd. over very well. I don't think the room was full because I don't think a lot of people really had this on the radar or had very high expectations for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with you've got Cara Delevingne and Dane DeHaan who are not movie stars yet uh, as the leads. Are now, they likable? I don't know, but what I saw of them made it seem like it might work. Mm-hmm. It's a, You know, the story, uh, Valerian is a, a 1967 comic that went all the way through 2010. It's a, uh, like a French-Belgian comic yeah, or something like it's that. It's out there. Um, and the, you know, the construct of it is essentially that these two are agents in space who are, they're like special agents, 
uh, who travel through space and time, and he's really into her and spends all of his time flirting with her and trying to get her to be romantic with him, and she's not at all interested. I don't know that that is going to work <laughs> necessarily with a modern uh, sensibility, but it looks like they might have twisted a little bit. I mean, obviously, you know, she's a international supermodel, and he's a kind of a wimpy half did, <laughs> movie did, star. Did so you we'll get see. to see Rihanna in, in this? Because I hear that her character is pretty crazy. Very briefly, we get to see her. She's a like a burlesque dancer type, uh, but I think she's obviously got a bigger it's, role. It's not like a mocap right. sort no, of No, it's okay. clearly Rihanna. It's clearly Rihanna. Okay. And uh, Ethan Hawke is in it. The, the, the visuals will remind you almost immediately of the fifth element. I mean, it, it, the, that's, we, a, that's a good looking, mo- a good looking movie. It is a good looking movie, and and there's a little bit of, uh, there's quite a bit of practical uh, in camera stuff, and then there's also obviously the CG is uh, a huge part of it. I think they just went hog wild on the movie. Sounds like it cost something close to a couple hundred million dollars. <laughs> At least it'll be an expensive yeah, spectacle. It, it, I think it's if like one eighty or two hundred million dollar movie. So, uh, wow, big lot, you know, lot on the line, big stakes. Uh, there was uh, also, I mean, but anyway, so that was Europa Corp. Is it smart to bring a movie like that a year out? I mean, do you have to because you're if, not getting another Comic-Con? If you have something to show. Right. And they did. I mean, they had plenty of footage. Okay. The uh, the thing that was weird was the only major studios that came last year, there were five that came. And I said, this is a really thin year. The studios are kind of getting away from Comic-Con a little bit. I got a little grief for that. This year, there were two. Two studios. There was Disney Marvel. And there was Warner Brothers in the morning on Saturday. That was it. Two studios came. So I gave a, a round of calls to some people. I talked talk to some folks at the places that didn't go. Uh, and they all said exactly the same thing, which was, eh, that's just timing. We just don't have anything. Right. You know, we don't, we don't want to show footage that isn't ready. Now, there's something to be read into that. Because they used to show footage that wasn't ready all the time. Right. There used to be effects shots that weren't finished, they weren't completely sound mixed, stuff like that. And the point that they essentially were making without making it, which was, we don't want that stuff on the internet. If so they it's, put, it's a matter of piracy. It's a matter of piracy. It is absolutely the the jackals who have come in there and shot footage off the screens and put it on the internet that day that are preventing the studios and from coming down. Why can't Comic-Con get it together like CinemaCon has, where if you like whip out your phone, a friggin' laser beam shoots out of the ceiling? I don't know. That's pretty wild, and that's a pretty good deterrent. Yeah. Like, you couldn't even have your phone out. No. As soon as it comes out, the goddamn light comes on. Yeah. I, I remember seeing it. It was like a goddamn light show at CinemaCon. There's also, however, <laughs> CinemaCon's different because the crowd that's in there is, is, sure, is they, to be trusted. Not, yeah, it's not a bunch true. of it's not it's a bunch of mouth breathers. It's distributors, right? And and uh, exhibitors <laughs> and and press. And we're not interested in pirating. That's, that's a uh, Stranger Things term now. I associate that with Stranger Things. Is it mouth breathers? Yeah, is that right? Yeah, there's mouth breathing. <laughs> we'll talk about that too. Um, but let's stick to Comic Con. So let's talk about the stuff that I actually saw as well. We'll start with DC. Bunch of trailers. Wonder Woman. What'd you think? I think it looks cool. I mean, I thought it was... I, I got some chills from that. I thought it looked pretty cool. Now, I thought Batman versus Superman looked cool, too, and we saw what happened there. That's the thing. They can make anything look cool these yeah. days. I agree that it looks cool, but at the same time, the feminism stuff was really in it's, your face. It is, and that, that is kind of annoying. I wish they could find a way to... I mean, almost... 
I gotta be careful what I say here, but yes, when it when it feels like they're hammering you over the head with it, it it's. Well, I think that's what failed Ghostbusters. It's it's fine to have it in the movie, but when it's the marketing hook, it feels like it's a marketing hook. Yeah, and it is a marketing hook, and I think I think for we're gonna have to endure it for a long time. I think it's gonna be five, ten, fifteen years before we finally feel like this stuff is just naturally here now. It's part of the you know we're not. We're not going to go take that, boys, every time that there's a female superhero right. well, or, it's, or a protagonist. It's exacerbated who's... as well because it's a period piece. And it is, you know, the tw- what is like the 20s? World War One, I, I think World War Two. Okay. Well, yeah. One I mean, of those world wars. The, for the first world war, I believe. Um, but yeah, me, it, things were different back then in terms of gender relations as well. So it's the problem is even more amplified. That's true. Although it, there is a certain amount of retconning of history that's going on right yeah. now. Like if you, I mean, I don't know how, what to think about this. If this is good or bad. I, again, I have to be very careful how I this present this because I want press. the intense. A right. dangerous show. It is dangerous. The th- like think back to Alice through the Looking Glass. I don't know if you saw that, but I did. I definitely. But did. in the beginning of the movie, in that's the real in the world, before she goes through the Looking Glass. You know, and we're in the 1930s or 40s, or 20s, maybe, or something like that. And she's a she's a sea captain. <laughs> and they're like, why wouldn't she be a sea captain? Because well, yeah. it was 1928. They're, and... the, they're the Pirates of the Caribbean sets. Yeah. So we're kind of, some of this stuff is starting to, we're, we're retconning history, which is fine. It's not real history. It's a fantasy. I get it. It's fun. And it's not a big deal. But there's a certain point at which you're like, I don't know, does that seem like it's just, Fourth wall breaking. I don't to know. Be doing I mean, uh, either either way, I, I think Chris like Chris Pine looked good in this. Uh, There's a, a nice hero shot of like Robin Wright, I think, on horseback. Right there it is was, the best part is when she's holding up her. She's walking through a field. There's bullets flying right. all over the place. She well, holds the up music was good. It was like dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then and that it was stinger. lined up with the bullets. It was actually like the second because tra- the Kong trailer did that as well. It was awesome. I mean, yeah, it's a good trailer. And let's not forget the Wonder Woman stinger from Batman versus Superman. Right. When the Weezer logo comes out, listen. It could. I mean, this is this is us lining up the football to kick it one more time. Warner Brothers did a wonderful job at Comic Con of. Basically being like, hey, everybody, listen, everything's cool. We're still having fun. This is going to be great. And we all bought it. I bought it. I buy Suicide Squad. I buy Wonder Woman. I think it's all going to be fun. And then the movie actually comes and we'll see. Mm -hmm. You never know. It just, you know, it didn't look very, it it didn't look that different from other movies in the DC universe. They still all have this sort of polishing, which is, I guess, you need for continuity's sake, but yeah, everything looks a little bronzed and a little been, shiny. Yeah, what and like yeah, it's that steel blue, gray. I don't know. Um, it just would have been nice to see Patty Jenkins try something a little bit different, but I guess she has to fit into a formula. Yeah, that's that probably not her choice. All the in, that's in every true, case, that's true, I mean, that's true. I think that's something that yeah, they, um, they do need to kind of hold Justice it League. That was a good trailer. I thought a lot of people didn't like it. Really? A lot of people really ragged on it and got on those of us who did like it. I thought it was cool as hell. I thought it was fun. So what what was your favorite part of it? Because I definitely have a favorite part. Oh, I just like, listen, I like Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne, but kind of like smarmy and slightly slimy and <laughs> just kind of creep, Ben. I mean, I think it's Putting great. Shannon Hamilton on it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think it's amazing. I, I would watch him do that all day. I don't even need to see him get in the suit, necessarily. Mm-hmm. His attitude toward Batman is just right. He, Batman was great in Batman versus Superman. He was, he was the best part of that he movie. He absolutely, absolutely was, and 
you know, I have a lot of faith in if they're going to center the movie around him, I, I think the, it could be great. The stuff with him and Ezra as the Flash, I thought looked really cool. Yeah, that was fun. Ezra as the Flash. I have come. I've gotten. By the way, I've made peace with the idea that they've separated the TV and the movie well, universes. You have to. You have to. I mean, the these way are different mediums. I wouldn't dare watch the Flash on television. Sorry. I, but that said, the, people still love the Flash on television. But if you start mixing them up, I think it kind of drags down They're the different movie things. versions. They're different I, things. You know, I, I do. I, I for a little while liked watching Marvel Agents of Shield, and then I got very bored with it very quickly. And I feel like it kind of drags down the Marvel universe a little bit to say, "Oh yeah, these these are things all exist in the same world." To give them some separation is fine. It's okay. It's like the comics and the movies aren't exactly aligned. There's a movie universe and a TV universe. I mean, I don't get why. I know Marvel is doing that uh, where they're going to intersect. But I don't they, see why. They already do. I mean, to, there's already cross characters. Sure, but DC, uh, yeah, I don't I don't need that. It's it's they're doing it different and I think it's cool that they're doing it's it. It's like that if way. you had Dean Cain as Superman uh, as a big screen Superman in the 90s. <laughs> like the, I don't know why I just don't understand why people were upset that Grant wasn't playing the Flash in the movie. I was initially not things. not because I think he, the Flash is some amazing show, but because I thought that it kind of dumped on the TV side of things. But look, if they're going to keep them separate, then that's okay. TV. TV and movies are different, and it's okay to keep them separate. Yes. Um, okay, so Justice League. Here's what I loved about it: Aquaman. The shot with him like drinking on the rocks and the waters just like cascading over him. That looks badass. That was very badass. I think Aquaman's going to be sick, and they. Again, maybe it's just me, but I like those di- like the same way I liked Ant Man in the Marvel Universe. I think I'm gonna like Aquaman. He seems like sort of a castaway, a throwaway character who maybe people never sh- thought should have gotten a movie, but he's interesting. Also, is anyone more intimidating than it's Jason terrifying. Momoa? Terrifying, terrifying. No one in movies right now yeah. uh, is is as intimidating. I mean, The Rock. When I see him, I get frightened. It's like a puppy. I feel, yes, I feel like I'm back in third grade and I'm being bullied by a sixth grader when he's on screen. That's exactly what you want him we to We are do. now contractually obligated to mention The Rock on every show, by the way. <laughs> oh, we, but we've taken care of it now. Uh, so, yeah, Justice League, I thought it looked pretty cool. I thought it looked pretty cool, too. You haters can just sit down. It's I do have faith in the DC Universe. Somebody said, it was David Ehrlich who, uh, who might have said... Um, What's what's in, exciting about the DC movie universe is they haven't quite figured it out yet, but when they do, it's going to be really it could it has a huge upside. Whereas like we know what we're getting and for with all we know they have with Suicide Squad, which neither of us have seen. We're That's right. See it on Tuesday night. And Re- reactions have dribbled out from colleagues, and I've heard good things. I've heard very good things too. Yeah, I, I and I think Suicide Squad will be a great reset for them, especially because it's not core to the the whole Justice League. Right, you know, thread. Uh, it, it's a it's a good re- reset of our expectations. Cool. That that all said, as good as the DC universe, as big as the boost that it got out of Comic Con, the coolest movie that Warner Brothers brought to me, trailer wise, that fucking Kong Skull Island movie looks sick. It does, doesn't it? Has some like. It has some real urgency to it, and I love the '70s look of it and the helicopters. And oh, it looks like Apocalypse Now. Yeah, um, just and Giant oh. Kong is pretty cool. Giant Kong is much cooler than mid-sized like Kong. <laughs> just Sam Jackson and John Goodman going at it in the trailer, and Brie Larson gets also, to cry. Tom Hiddleston gets to shoot guns. Jordan's beard is as epic as ever. <laughs> yeah, the last time I saw that guy in person, he was clean shaven. He walked up to me in, at a party as a Sundance party two years ago, and I did not, not yeah. recognize him. At was he all. wearing the fur coat though? 
No, it was in the summer. Oh yeah, you wouldn't. Oh, of course. It was a summertime. Uh, <laughs> I L- L.A. Sunday. He wears it year round. <laughs> no, but that thing is like down to his knees. We he's, both uh, like the the director of Kong Skull Island. Uh, he's a cool. He's a cool cat. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I I'd love to see what I actually recognize some of the Kings of Summer. Just of the visual style, he he likes to play with light. You know, sort of streaking through mm-hmm. trees and stuff like that. That's kind of his thing. And that uh, looked it was awesome. There. So that that it, was my favorite trailer of Comic Con. I think it looks very cool, and it, it it could be very good. Uh, Fantastic Beasts interests me less, so I'm just not oh, a Harry Potter God. guy. I'm so sorry. I know everyone loves Harry Potter, but I just get. I'm already. I'm, I feel drowsy right now, just beginning to talk yeah. about it. We're, we're talking about a lot of, of trailers, but that's fine. That, that to me, that was the news. Uh, we also got a new Doctor Strange trailer. Like, let's let's hop over to Marvel. So we had a lot going on with Marvel. Brie Larson confirmed as as Captain Marvel. Great. I'm in. Love it. I'm in. I I, I like who the, I like the other people they were talking to as well. Didn't you uh, mention something to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, other day. Yes, off the record. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, but, I'm not. That's why I'm leaving it up to you. Whether yes. you care to uh, no, disclose I, I, anything, I, I, I won't take that ball and run with it. Fine. But um, but yeah, Brie Larson, I think is is a really good choice. Um, she just has the right. Listen, I've been reading. I've been reading Captain Marvel going back to Kelly Sue McConnick's beginnings a few a few years ago. Wow. Uh, and I found that comic because I was looking for something that I could read with my daughter. Uh, okay. And. and I had I have a very good friend who's a huge comics nerd. He's like Captain Marvel's probably the most powerful superhero in the Marvel yeah. universe. Right. Period. Just in terms of her powers, is uh, Wonder Woman the same way as well in DC? No, Captain Marvel's actually a lot closer to Superman. Frankly, in terms of what she can do and what her okay. skill set is, I thought I'd heard that basically as Wonder Woman was like a god almost or whatever. I think Wonder Woman's almost more like Thor. Okay. I think those two are more are more parallel, whereas Superman and Captain Marvel. Remember, <laughs> Captain Marvel was originally a man, was a Kree warrior, an ah. alien warrior, uh, who was created to compete with Superman. That was to be their oh. Superman. Then um, in an yeah, incident between history. him and Carol Danvers, who's a fighter pilot, his DNA gets infused with hers. She gains his powers. He goes away. She takes up the Captain Marvel. Good old Marvel. DNA infusion. Drink. There's nothing like it. When am I going to get my DNA um, infused? <laughs> So Brie Larson, uh, yeah, big big fans of that cast. She's got the right, yeah, she's got the right tone, kind of feistiness. Uh, you know, there's something really, there's something very special about Captain Marvel, the character, at least the way that Kelly Sue wrote her. I thought that she's kind of screwbally, but also very ser- very deadly serious at times, and just a really interesting, rich character who required a, the right person to carry that off. And she's still gonna, no, sorry, go ahead. She is going to be. I'm prom. I promise you. I'm saying this on the record right now. Hold me to this. She will be the. Tony Stark of phase, what, four we're going into now? I don't know how many phases we're on. She will be the Tony Stark. She's going to be the main central character of Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward once all the, you know, after Infinity War, something will happen, and we're going to get a whole new set of heroes, and she's going to be their leader. I like it. That's a great great call. There's still no director on that movie, though, right? No, we've been... No, it's, it's a little weird that they cast... The lead without a director, unless the director is just waiting in the wings. Mm. That could be just uh, right around <laughs> I'm the corner. Just signaling the cruel, the cruel sign in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> what else happened at, at Comic Con with Marvel? The Black Panther cast was confirmed. Michael B. Jordan. Yep, is they brought, Killmonger. Yep, is that it? That's uh, yeah. He's the villain. Um, they didn't have anything to show, obviously, because they haven't started shooting that movie. That happens next summer, I think. It's going to be a while before they yeah, even get, get into production. Uh, but uh, but there will be. Uh, 
I mean that that's two Comic Cons away before we see any anything from them. But li- Marvel was very generous with stuff. They, yeah, they brought it out. Doctor Strange. There was a new trailer which I thought looked man. This looks like the mind fuck of the century. I can't it's... wait to see this movie. I'm so excited to see <laughs> Doctor Strange. I don't, I'm not even a Benedict Cumberbatch fan, and I'm not a huge Doctor Strange fan. But the way they this just looks and feels like it feels like it's going to be an awesome drug trip. I was, I was going to say you should just assign me. Jeff goes to the movies on mushrooms, and here are his notes. <laughs> I don't think you even need mushrooms for that movie. This, yeah, the scene it's, that we uh... saw versus the shots that we saw versus what it was in the new trailer. They showed us stuff that they that they did not release. Uh, and that goes, Ooh. too, for Guardians of the Galaxy that, 2 as well. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, so you saw Kurt Russell? Yes. As, as is it Ego? I, uh, yes, Ego. I guess not Jason, although I, I, there was a set visit. I don't know how much about that I'm really allowed to talk about. Okay. But I was on the set visit. Oh, and a lot of set of GOTG A lot of that. That stuff will be coming out in a couple of months. A lot of uh, what we saw at Comic-Con, we sort of learned on the set visit. Mainly, which is, yes, uh, Kurt Russell is Ego, and then Baby Groot is, or maybe like Toddler Groot at this mm-hmm. point, is a major part of the movie. And he's going to be at toddler size during most of the film, uh, which was that, very that, cute. That's cute. I mean, I prefer to see like a, a big, badass Groot. I think by the end of the movie, he'll, he'll return he to will, form. Right, he'll be big again. But But the scene that they showed us where he essentially gets involved in a fight... Um, is hysterical. It's cute. It's they're just they're, listen. James Gunn is so drunk with power right now. The, the power <laughs> he's of going just, for he's it. going for all kinds of crazy stuff that is just going to be loopy and wild and fun. And I can't wait to see it. Uh, very cool. Was there anything else? Well, we got a Luke, a Luke Cage tease as well, which I thought looked badass. I was that during the TV? Panel? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, probably. I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't go to the, the TV panels. Mind. The Marvel TV thing wasn't. I mean, I did you see what was online out, later. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it cool. Was sick. Luke Cage is a very, very cool character, and uh, it looks they looks like they got it right. All right. I mean, that, that kind of does it for Comic-Con. Now, was there anything else that you saw? Um, a rise in women in Ghostbuster costumes? There was some of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh, the Ghostbusters energy just didn't materialize. I mean, that thing dropped 53% in week two. Yeah. I don't understand. I, I didn't like the movie that much. Um. Not as much as I wanted to. I really wanted to love that movie, and I just thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. But it it really felt like for all the maybe did all the run up energy just take the wind out of that sails or what? Was kind the, of. It was yeah. It was very anticlimactic. It was like noise, 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 noise. It comes out, uh, and then it just yeah dissipates. Like, okay, that's done. Let's move on to the next. Maybe uh, we're just tired of talking about it. Um, I liked the movie Trolls. I think that looks like an interesting animated. Just a slightly different sort of animated film. Um, it's a musical. Okay. It has uh, uh, Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake doing the music. <laughs> what I liked about it is the way that it looks. It looks very tactile. The characters look are, are sort of like felt uh, and furry. I grew up playing with trolls, by the way. Not ashamed to admit that. Not ashamed. I think it looks cool. It was, I mean, I liked what I saw. What we saw at CinemaCon. The music looks like it's really cute. Yeah, that could be one of those kind of sleeper hit things that okay. suddenly is like almost like Frozen, where you where it kind of comes out of nowhere and is a huge hit. DreamWorks needs that, by the way. All right, trolls. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you glad we spent a minute and a half talking about trolls? <laughs> the little the little toys with the different colored hair. <laughs> Their home is being threatened. Um, let's talk about some new releases. 
Oh, but I can't we'll, wait. We'll save the news for the end. Uh, so I haven't seen them. Uh, Jason Bourne. Oh. Here's here's my thing oh. about Jason Bourne. Before I give it to you, and you tell me about this new movie. The Jason Bourne franchise is not good. It is a mess. That honest. Did you guys see the uh, the Jason Bourne? Go watch the Jason Bourne honest trailer that Screen Junkies did. I mean, it never. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, basically, Jason Bourne went to this mysterious organization and asked them to erase his memory. Here's his real name, the end. <laughs> um, the action is influential. I get that it influenced uh, other movies with the shaky camp style and that kind of thing, but I've never really dug these movies. They're fine for set pieces, and that's about it. The original the original Bourne Identity, I guess, the, yes. the Doug Lyman film, uh, I remember very distinctly, what, I remember watching that movie and being like, this is so different. It it Because we were sort of, at a time when the Bond franchise was feeling very stale, stylized action, just sort of over, almost like Fast and the Furious style, mm-hmm. like over-the-top, ridiculous, campy uh, spy thrillers. And then along comes this very dark, very gritty, like a truck slams into a car and it's just like, you know, right, there's not like tumbling real. and fire. And it's just like, I, I, I just remember the, the the action looking like what the action would look like if there really was a car chase through the streets of Prague or whatever. And and thinking that that was very distinct and very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I just sort of tolerated the, the green grass ones because, again, at this point, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of chasing the same MacGuffin. The first one is the best. Yeah, the first one is the best story wise. I think it's the, the best film, so to speak, even though the best action sequences are in the green grass movies. In, indeed. I actually didn't mind the Borden Legacy. I thought that movie was okay. Chems? Chems? Chems the movie? Chems the Dude, movie was Give okay. me a break with that. Come on. I didn't say it was good. I said it was okay. <laughs> this movie was like someone punching you in the face for two hours. It was awful. <laughs> there are people who liked it. I guess I sort of understand that some people just like loud, nonsensical action for two hours. But it was so grim. Alicia, <laughs> Alicia Vikander will never be worse. She yeah. this, is a, this is a low point for her, which is fine. She, it will wash over, and it's not going to hurt her. She's wonderful. She's truly a, a, a movie star, a very old timey movie star. Mm-hmm. But she's trying to use this American accent through the through the entire film, and I don't know why she uses it. She, she's using the Zoe Deschanel voice. I, I almost <laughs> just spit all over the computer. I need the asset to be in the second quadrant. She's trying, the asset. The, the asset. She it just sounds so awkward using these CIA terms, and it's bad. It's dude. It's bad. It, it's it's a yeah. very bad I, movie. I don't I think don't I'm going to see it after all these reviews. Like if it got really good reviews, I might have checked it out. But that seems like a way for DVD now. It feels very throwbacky to the '90s, which is in, in not in a good way. In like a. You know, we're trying to redo the Doug Lyman Bourne thing all over again, but we've seen that now for 15 years. Yeah, it just felt very dated, and it's very loud and, and, and obnoxious. Greengrass just needs to do something else. These like he's, he's kind of known for Bourne. I feel like at this point, and which is probably yeah, something he was trying to avoid. They're his worst movies. Yeah, he, I mean, uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday, United ninety three, Captain Phillips. Those are great movies. These are not. Um. Anyways, that comes out this weekend along with Bad Moms. I didn't see that. I didn't either. The, the very un- weird. Like some people really like it. Some people really yeah. hate it. The trade reviews weren't bad. That uh, they kind of called it. I hilarious. Liked, I liked what I saw at CinemaCon. We saw quite a bit of it. Um. I like what STX is doing. I think it's super cool that they're here and they're doing these movies that mm-hmm. studios kind of aren't doing. I don't know if that's going to work for them. 
I think of that movie. I was, could, I'm, I'm rooting for this one. I'm hearing 20 million. I, I picked it in my fantasy movie league. I, I put it on five screens or something like Ooh. that. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I, I've heard that Catherine Hahn is the breakout star of this, and she's sort of been waiting for that big breakout vehicle. Maybe she's, I don't know if she's like the Zach Galifianakis of this hangover trio. And I like seeing Mila Kunis going back to comedy, which is, I just think that's where she's best. She's, mm-hmm. a, she's a comedic actress. She's really good at that. Right. You know, she's the she reason. She's so for, good on that 70s show for years. Yeah. She's just, to me, the reason that Jupiter Ascending kind of didn't work. Uh-huh. Because she just wasn't, that just wasn't her. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Uh, what else? I mean, all right. You saw Pete's Dragon. Oh, boy. How was that? So this is one of those situations that I got to be really careful with. Because everyone, everyone loved Pete's Dragon. Really? Loved it. Okay. The reviews were glowing. The movie is kind of glowing. It's got a glow on it. But myself and the person who I saw the movie with, just we, it was one of those things where we walked out of the theater and couldn't contain our giggling because of how bad we both thought it was. And I didn't want, necessarily want to say to her, like, you thought that was bad, right? Like you, you almost want to break just, that tension because knew. maybe she really liked it. <laughs> uh-huh. But but we but yeah, we know each other well enough that sh- that we were just like, oh my god, it is so weird. It's so weird and clumsy, and the weird dialogue touches, and it, it it feels like somebody with some kind of social disorder wrote the script <laughs> who doesn't understand what oh human interactions god. are really like. There's like a place like this. This is an example. There's one example where they're standing next to the woods. The dragon is hiding in the woods right over there. These two guys are arguing. And the one guy's yelling at the other guy, you know, blah, 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 you got to do this and you got to do that. And then in the woods, you hear this like crazy sound, like this huge rustling and then like a, like a horn. And the guy who's getting yelled at is like, oh, my God, did you hear that? And the guy who does the yelling is like... Don't change the subject. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and we were like, what? Is it, there's, but that, there's all kinds of weird things like that where like, you would never say that or that's not how you would react. There's a couple of, of scenes that kind of work. The one where the group, the main group, sees the dragon for the first time. That, feel, that kind of got my heart racing a little bit, and it should. But, like, there's just no... Every time there's a slight provocation, the music goes welling. <laughs> this is Disney. It's it, the dragon looks weird, like a weird dog with wings that aren't big enough to carry it in the air. Oh it's got these tiny little I'm wings, sorry. like flapping, in the, in the, but this huge body. Like there's no way the aerodynamics of that would work out. I don't know, man. It's very strange. Well, t- I, t- two things. One, I missed you, buddy. <laughs> Two, there's going to be a lot more where that came from. I still want to see the movie. No, you should. Everyone loved it. They love this movie. I, the second trailer kind of brought me to tears. Um, you should see, look, read looks, the reviews. I think it looks great. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. It's like everyone got served a pot of their grandma, their late grandmother's stew, I'm and a, I'm a big softie. You so. know, spent the evening hearing mom tell stories by the fire. I don't. I thought it was really clumsy, ridiculous. And very weird. <laughs> it's a very weird movie. Okay. Well, hey, Pete's Dragon. Was it, you said that kids might like it, though, right? Oh, yeah. If you were, if, if I, you were I, a kid. I would, take, I would take my kids to that movie, and then I would go next door and watch Suicide <laughs> Squad. Go, don't but, move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just stay here if you need anything. Um, because I think the tone is very much, I felt like it was talking down to children. And as an adult, you know, it's like, I just... I need a little bit more, little bit more realism okay. than that. 
Uh, yeah, some some Disney's aren't uh, Disney movies aren't for everybody. What should really be for everybody, though, is this series Stranger Things. Okay, I kind of. I, I mean, I keep saying kind of. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I mean, I Have you gotten through the whole it. the whole first season? I yeah, I watched it all. Okay, I'm about, I'm, about, I'm about episode four. I think somewhere through episode four. I mean, it really has become a word of mouth hit. I feel like every website that I read is writing about about it. Uh, it has caught on with meme culture. Yep. I actually just bought some art for it. I might put it in the new in our new office, which I, is beautiful, by the way. Oh yeah, we got a little tour of the office last week. Yeah, that's right. Um, so this is not this, uh, the the show's cool. It's fun. I love seeing Winona again. Um, I think that they did a beautiful job of blending up all this these different nostalgia elements. It's getting the some font. grief for some of that. Some of its homage I mean, elements. Like it, yeah, it's a ripoff, but, but I don't... St- as long as it's kind of do, it was wearing that on its sleeve. It's I a think remix. It's, yeah, I think that's okay. Um, here's my... Uh, two problems I have with it. And this doesn't make it... This isn't necessarily criticism. This is just me sort of holding it at arm's length. Number one, it feels very much like a show that's not going to go anywhere. It feels like one of those shows that's going to bring us so far down this rabbit hole and is not going to know how to get out. And it's not going to know when to get out. Like Lost. I, I just feel like the, the, the satisfactory conclusion, or, or the X-Files, the satisfactory conclusion does not exist at the end of this rainbow. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I reserve the right to be wrong at all times. Mm-hmm. But this has that distinct feel to it. The other thing that I think... And this is very easily fixable. Is uh, that I? It doesn't. And, and this is because it's all about me and and in my demographic, you know, white <laughs> middle aged male being taken care of. Right. Here. There are no other perspectives or points of view. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, there's not a character in the show for me necessarily. Now, the, the sheriff might be that in the long run. Mm-hmm. Winona's a little too unhinged for me to completely be on. You want her someone side. to latch on to? It's like the reason the OC was such a great show and such a cultural hit when it was in its run was because you had the kids and they had their dramas and their lives and then you had the grown-ups who had their dramas right right. and they got equal billing and they were intertwined and it made me feel like you know i had a place in the show this show is kind of missing that for me right now that could again that could come along i like the way that the sheriff is developing is he you know this kind of layabout uh, you know, suddenly he's called upon to do his job. It turns out he's pretty good at it, I think. They, uh, yeah, no, listen, I, I really like David Harbour. I think he's been super underrated. He's one of my favorite character actors. Whenever he popped up in a movie, I always appreciated it. Um, he, he's different as the, as the lead in this. Uh, they could have gone with maybe a bigger star, a bigger name, but he brings a sort of gruffness to it. Winona is a little hyster- hysterical. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of am looking at the series, not from the point of the of view of the uh, adults, which maybe says a lot about me, <laughs> but from the from the kids' point of view, and I think that they're so perfectly cast and their chemistry together is so wonderful. It, it, it's just a really charming show that kind of earns the Amblin-esque comparisons. Uh, it's so Amblin-y, but, it's, but, but that's not a bad thing. No. A, a, and I think that's... There's not uh, enough of that. Yeah, I think... That eagerness, that sense of adventure, I don't know. It does feel like a bit of a pastiche with, like, the font, you know, being the Stephen King font, and... They're, I love that and the '80s synth and all that. Yeah, it's cool. It looks cool. It's it's fun. I, I listen. I reserve. It, it could it could it could end up brilliantly. I feel like I do wish. Just hang on, hang on. I do wish that shows sometimes would set out with an endpoint. 
Like, we're going to do three seasons of this, and that's it. Right. That, so many shows overstay their welcome, or they just run out of steam. That I, I, I can tell you how many shows. I've started a list of shows that I've watched season one, loved it. And then you were gone. And then I'm done. Yeah. And I think that's okay. I think I've that's had, fine. I've had a few of those. I like to trust my instincts and my taste. And it's like, if I'm going to watch something to begin with, I'm kind of in it to win it. And, and to follow through. There are certain it shows that you have to bad. take. you got to take Game of Thrones all the way to the goal line. There's I no way you seen, can. I haven't seen a full episode. Yeah, well, that's because that's just not for you. Yeah. And, I, and I get that. Uh, but like Bloodline, I loved season one. And I watched one episode of season two. And I was like, eh. Yeah, I'm, I felt the same way. But yeah. I don't know. There's still something. Maybe it's about the storytelling that, that keeps driving uh, you. Um Anyways, let's let's switch it up. Uh, let's talk about Meryl Streep joining the Mary Poppins sequel. Our boy Justin Kroll dropped this yesterday. Meryl, Meryl Streep's going to be singing again. She just did Into the Woods for Disney, and she has Florence Foster Jenkins opening in a week or two. A lot of singing lately with Meryl, which goes back to gosh, what's the movie? Where Prairie she... Home Companion, though. She's in that, right? Yeah, and that, there's an even earlier film where she plays a. You're right country singer or something mm-hmm. like that it's just escaping my mind and ricky and the flash she's fucking just been singing that's all uh, she's doing lately i don't like her singing that much <laughs> don't say anything but i don't think meryl streep's a very good singer <laughs> i think meryl streep thinks meryl streep is a pretty good singer sure i will it's like if you're you're not going to see meryl streep sing you, you want to see I don't her? I think act? she's a bad singer. I just don't think that there's anything special. Not only there's enough that's special about her singing or what happens in the movie when she sings that she should be doing it. You know, every third movie, she <laughs> has all the respect in the world from me and the entire community. She has Oscars. She's 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 Meryl Streep. What now she's just doing her crazy aunt thing. I think is what's happening. She's like, I'm just going like, to do. What is there to prove that she's a good? She's singer. got nothing to. <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know. She's just, I need to sing in this movie. We're going to make Kramer versus Kramer 2, but I need to have at least which, three musical numbers. Which, by the way, I watched. I watched for the first time when oh, I flew man. back to Boston last week. Tough fucking movie, Yeah, that is, a, that is a... I was weeping on the plane. Yeah. I was a little bitch. That's a gut kick. Meanwhile, she won the Oscar for that movie, and he didn't. He's so good. He's very good. He's so good. The kid's really good too. Yep. Yeah, that's a good movie. I, I don't yeah. I don't ever intend yeah. to watch it ever again. No, tough movie. Um okay, let's let's talk about more news. Although, you know, Meryl Streep in, in, in Mary Poppins, that's that's pretty good for that movie. Yeah, I think that's that a, one has a, a listen, there's uh I don't want to give away too much, but I just want to mention uh a story that I'm kind of tapping away at right now. Tap, tap, tap. Uh is Disney does Disney have enough titles in its vault? To keep this pace up for very long, it feels like they are burning through everything right now. Everything. They are. You're right. There's, I mean, by the time we get down, we're, we're kind of already scraping the bottom of the barrel with Pete's Dragon. Snow White's done. Mary Poppins, Pete's Dragon. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is coming. Then what are they going to do? Go Cinderella. back around for another round of Sleep, Snow White? Sleeping Beauty. They already did the Maleficent sort of Beauty thing. Beauty and the Beast, did you mention Jungle that? Book, yep. I mentioned Beauty. You're right. I mean, Herbie goes bananas. I would Fantasia. love to see them touch that again. Steamboat Willie. <laughs> Song of the South. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it just seems like they're like, they're like they, do they know the end of the world is coming and they're just burning through everything they got until it's over? Remember, like they used to be developing a lot of these big 
sort of ambitious John Carter like movies, more more things like Tron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are seeing that stuff sort of fall away. Yeah, that's and, and, and then and they do this. They do do the smaller films like a Queen of Cotway and uh, McFarland. I think that those are really smart investments. I loved McFarland. I actually thought it was really good with Kevin Costner. I didn't see The Finest Hours, but that was too expensive. What was the John Hand baseball movie that they did? I, a Million Dollar Arm. Yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't either. People liked it. I think that they're... I don't even... I don't really know why they do that. Why are they doing that? What? Why do they do those movies? They, the I mean, they do movies? Them. Yeah. I, that's the Disney brand. I, I mean, the Mighty Ducks. By the way, that is right... That's right. That's right. There you go. Remake. Yeah, the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty. We're gonna come back around to Herbie Goes Bananas, but it's but it's girls. Hockey. Mighty Ducks, Robin Hood, <laughs> a live there's action. There's so many Robin Hood things. Um, oh, by the way, Warner Brothers. So uh, and there's still there's plenty of news left to talk about, but I did want to talk about some trailers. Warner Brothers dropped that King Arthur trailer. Did oh yeah. What would you think of that? The guy Richard. I didn't think. I don't know. Everybody's trying to get there's, on the Game of Thrones bandwagon. Yeah, it's this crazy Gods of Egypt CGI shit that comes out in the second oh, it half. Doesn't, and it has the, the modern music. It looked kind of cool, but it looks it like the it into... looks like a Knight's Tale. That's what it is to me. It's a Knight's Tale. It's not going to work. Yeah, I don't, it'll open to fourteen million. I don't think it's going to work either. Um, Charlie Hunnam is tar- really funny, and he was same way Tarzan hasn't really worked. Although Tarzan didn't that kind of have like a long, a pretty decent hold. It and did, some international it, it business. It did well internet. It, it, I mean, it's not going to lose as much money as we thought, but I think it's still a money it's, loser. It's still a loser. Interesting. Yeah. It was just so expensive. It's a $180 yeah. million dollar movie. Well, I know. It $180 million. Dollars on it does not look like it. I didn't even see it. My mom saw it. I didn't see it. It's pretty dreadful. She's into that kind of stuff. Um, Magnificent Seven opening the Toronto Film Festival. Ugh. I don't think so, man. Yeah, I don't think it looks good. It looks to me like it looks to me like a bunch of pretty boys playing cowboys on a movie set. Yep, uh, and and it looks ridiculous. If anything can save it, it will be if it is funny. If it's really funny, but a bunch of badasses. Yeah. We're badasses, and a badass Ted. <laughs> Come on, guys, like grow up. The Get- only thing I want to see that appeals to me about this movie is D'Onofrio. Yeah. I could just watch seven D'Onofrios running around. <laughs> The Magnificent D'Onofrio. <laughs> Denzel Washington and Horseback doesn't work now, for me. Yeah, sorry. And, I, you know, again, it's got that kind of Benetton cast. It's like, but we're talking about an old West town in the 1860s, right? Yeah. All right. Um, we're going we're to zip. There's, did you see the train spotting teaser? Nope, don't care. Uh, let's for, Forgetting about the teaser, it's called T2, train spotting. What the fuck? <laughs> It's not T2. T2. There's one T2. Oh, wait. It doesn't have a killer melting robot in it? There's one T2, and it's not you, Train Spotting. Love you, but no. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Did you see that trailer yesterday? Nope. Mel Gibson's movie? Looks sick. Going to be an awards contender. Come on. Andrew Garfield looks good. About the first conscientious objector. Guy who went into battle without a gun. It's pretty good. That's interesting. I think it's going to be good. I think that's good. I actually heard Vince Vaughn's really good in it. What do you think about uh, the uh, long halftime walk of Billy McGee or whatever the hell that one's called? <laughs> Billy McGee's. <laughs> <laughs> Billy McGee. 
Mickey takes a stroll. <laughs> it's Billy Lynn's long halftime. Oh, thank you. And I think that trailer is another one that just makes me cry. I think it looks amazing. That looks like that's got a. I mean, we have not had a, anything come close to Oscar Best Picture. At, at this point in the year, we usually have at least two or three movies. Yeah, no, it's wide open. And there's just nothing there. Ang Lee is brilliant. Yeah, so. he is. I, I think he can do no wrong, and it is the, this season's big technological feat as well. It seems like so it could win all. It could just become an across the board, like below the line contender. I think it's going to be huge. I think that kid looks good. We He's saw a quite a, we saw quite a bit of it at CinemaCon. I haven't. I don't know if they've shown anything no, I, of it uh, anywhere else. It looks look. like a a very big sp- spectacle, much more than you would expect for something like that. But what they didn't show us a lot of was the war stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I think also could be very intense. It's a different kind of a war movie because you do, and, and it's like I don't really want to see another fucking war veteran PTSD movie. We've yep. seen that a million times. Hurt We've Locker, seen war movies. American this, Sniper. This is like you know what happens to our heroes, and and you know who are our heroes really underneath the fact that they're heroes. Uh, I don't know. It, it looked. I think it looks pretty cool. The only red flag is Vin Diesel. Can you have a Best Picture winner with Vin Diesel in it? I don't know. Um, oh. Two other trailers, real quick. Split, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Did you? you see I saw that you liked it, but that's all that I know Oh, it looks it. sick. Oh, what do we... Honestly, Matt, do we trust him at yet? all Did you anymore? see The Visit? Did you see The Visit? No, I didn't. It I was did, good. I, you know what, Show though, your I, kids The Visit. I kind of liked... <laughs> oh. No, okay. Thank you for that advice. I did. I still like Unbreakable. I, I still think that movie was pretty decent. Unbreakable is my. Oh, I was talking about it recently. It is my favorite. It's it's, it's your favorite M Night movie. I don't know that it's better than The Sixth Sense, but I think it's brilliant. It's such a cool idea. It's my favorite M Night. And it movie actually comes far. off really well. Unbreakable is one of the best superhero. What's movies wrong with ever. people? Split looks awesome. Uh, James McAvoy with twenty three different uh, personalities. Seems like there's some supernatural stuff going on, and Anya Taylor Joy, the young girl from The Witch. But no, seriously, the, the visit's just about kids who go to their grandparents. Oh, house. That, that! Oh, I didn't like. I, th- I liked it. I didn't like that, not because I didn't see it, but I just didn't like the idea of making grandma and grandpa. Grandma, grandpa, your grandma, and grandpa are a little weird enough to begin with, a little scary enough to begin with. I didn't want to like. That's true. I just felt like it was there was maybe a little evil going on behind that. We got about five ten minutes left in the show. Um... Uh, last trailer I just wanted to discuss because I think it looks tremendous, and and this is part of a trend. Um, and unfortunately, I'm more tuned into it than most. Bunch of movies about moms dying of cancer, hmm. uh, uh, suffering from cancer, that kind of stuff. This fall, didn't we, we open Sundance other, with one exactly? Other people with Molly Shannon, which I don't think anybody out. really liked. I I actually did like oh, it. You did. I I liked it, and I thought she was fantastic. I thought. Spirit Award winner, like that, good. I thought she okay. was really, really good. Um, we'll see if she gets any Oscar buzz. It is a very small movie. Got picked up a, by a very small distributor. The Hollers, which was the end of Sundance. I didn't see that. That's the John Krasinski movie mm-hmm. with Margot Martindale. But the the big one, um, and what looks to me to be the best one, A Monster Calls with Liam Neeson uh, as the, as this monster. And Felicity Jones is dying. And, and her son invents like this monster to sort of help him cope with it looks incredible it has it's from j.a bayona who's tipped to do jurassic world 2 i think um i they're, they're using m83 in the in the trailer that just gets me if you're using m83 <laughs> are they using, uh, sold. hurry up we're dreaming no it's the, m83? It's the shut your eyelids 
one okay. or whatever. Okay. I know which one you mean. It was, uh, I think that movie looks tremendous. That's all the time we have to talk about trailers. Is we uh, Some news stuff. Kiersey Clemens confirmed as Iris West in The Flash. Yay or nay? Sure. Did you did you like her in Dope? Did she make an impression? Yeah, she's great. Do you like this sort of interracial thing that uh, they're going with? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's progressive. I don't know. I, it's I, different. I, 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 I do now remember her from Dope, and I think I... What she what she's was she the in, the in, she's in the interim? She was in something else in, the, in between. Neighbors, neighbors too. Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right. Which I didn't think was very good. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but she was fine. Mackenzie Foy is leading the Nutcracker at Disney. As, not girl, as the, the dancer, young, as the the young girl uh, from yeah. from Interstellar. Yeah, she's she played the little girl in the Twilight movies. Has I think she's. One of those who has a lifetime career ahead of her. Yeah, she, she, she'll she's, be. Yeah, she'll be like Jodie Foster. She'll be picking up the fanning seconds. Yeah, for for a while. I'm sure they went to totally. fanning for that. Uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid is getting a reboot. Do your kids watch the series? No, but my my son reads the books like crazy and he loves them. Okay, yeah. I mean, they're like, listen, our kids are too old now to play wimpy kids. Yeah, we need some new wimpy kids. To keep the series going. Uh, smart move. Won't blame them for that. There's a new Boston Strangler movie coming. Oh. Warner Brothers has been developing one. It hasn't been able to get it off the ground. Now there's an indie coming out called Stranglehold about the task force for the Boston Strangler that inadvertently sort of discovered something else. I think that sounds super cool. The Boston Strangler terrified an entire city. It's a fascinating story. If you guys are actually looking for a great book, check out A Death in Belmont by Sebastian Younger, the guy who wrote The Perfect Storm. He His family actually had a run-in with the Boston Strangler. Oh, my. True crime is obviously having a big, you know, it, that's that's on a about a five to ten year cycle when it become when we become fascinated by that. This sounds like sort of like true crime meets Spotlight, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, speaking of serial killers, my friend Dahmer is getting made. Great graphic novel by Nerf Backdurf, who grew up with Jeffrey Dahmer. I uh, was at Marquette University when Jeffrey Dahmer was arrested. Ooh, and was there for his entire trial. Could see the courthouse. You, you sat through the could trial. Could see like the courthouse. A... No, but I could see the courthouse okay. from my dorm room. Wow, that's creepy. And then one night, yeah, one night we walked up to uh, the apartment complex, which is just about six blocks away, and there was police tape everywhere. And this is a, a few weeks after he was discovered, and like these two black cars roll up, and a bunch of guys in suits come out, and they're walking up to us, and we're like, "Oh shit, it's the FBI! Like we got to get out of here!" Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> it turned out to be a bunch of drunk businessmen. That's like, terrifying. Is that Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment? I just always paid close attention to it because we shared a first name as a kid. And uh, I thought that was so weird that another Jeffrey. Uh... By the way, speaking of Jeffrey, <laughs> the good people at my company tried to give you the email address Jeffrey at Mashable dot com. Uh-huh. They told me about this last night. I had to intervene. And yeah, I was like, I don't think he's going to go for that. My mom calls me Jeffrey, but uh, I prefer Jeff professionally. So, so thank you for, so for you're taking gonna care of that. So you were going to be Jay Snyder. Jay Snyder at Mashable.com. At Mashable.com. Wow. As of Monday morning, you can email him at Jay Snyder. <laughs> thank you for giving out my email address. Or is it, Je- or is it Jeff.Snyder? I hope it's Jeff. I don't know. No, You know what? Nobody knows how to spell Snyder anyways. They're going to do with a Y. They're going to do with a C-H. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Lights Out is getting a sequel. Did you see that? I didn't see it. I wish I had. I could have seen it. Uh, I saw it. I didn't. I don't get it. Really? I don't, I don't get the hype. No, it was like a shadow. Like you turn the light off. There's a there's a scary shadow. The, 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 <laughs> That's the, the whole ba- movie. The backstory was super perfunctory. There's a couple like decent sequences, but on the whole, 
it opened to like twenty two mil, didn't it? It, was, it, it did really. Good I was business. there opening night. I, I was. I oh, it's family. part of the I summer of paying for your own it's, movies. It's just. It's just. Um, I, I see anything that's horror related. Uh, although I missed The Conjuring too. But I don't know. Lights out. Whatever. Yeah. Pass. Oprah joining a wrinkle in time. That's kind of neat. Selma reunion. Ava DuVernay. Oprah's a really good actress. I really enjoy her performances. I think that movie I has a lot of potential. I was looking forward to the um, the Richard Pryor movie. I don't know if that's happening. I, I doesn't the, the heard wines, about that in the Weinstein Company. Years. They're having some troubles, uh, from what I've read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that movie should have come out this fall. I don't think it's even filmed yet. Um, did you see the first look at it? Pennywise the Clown? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't it get it. Cool. All right, there's a bunch of other little shit, but uh, we should probably wrap this up. Josh, I'll see you Monday morning. Yeah, bright and early, buddy. Seriously, I thought you, you were like, you pitched me on this whole come in as late as you want. <laughs> well, on day one, you got to be kidding, there. Yeah, I'm, HR's got to get you on board. I'm just and fucking kidding. Get you all hooked up and all that stuff. But uh, it was it was a great show. Thank you for being part of, of our two-year anniversary show. I'm thrilled. And, I am thrilled. And Meet the Movie Price is going to continue. I will continue to be here uh, for now with Simon Thompson. So check us out next week. He should be back unless Which another famous person wants his... All goes down with my blessing, of course. However, there is That's probably right, a very yeah. good chance that um, you and I will be available somewhere maybe else we'll, at another time Maybe slot. we'll start something. Who knows? Either way, I'm not going anywhere, folks. Mashable.com, Monday morning. Check me out. Where can the good folks find you? Uh, uh, on Twitter, at JLDLite. J-L-D-L-I-T-E. At the Inn Snyder, uh, and and come Monday you'll find us on Mashable. You sure will. Together Have a good again, weekend, folks. Two year hey, birthday. Let's we go are celebrate. Together again. Do did it. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.